A joint venture between major agribusiness companies and the government has ambitious emissions reduction goals. AgriZero New Zealand is an investment partnership between New Zealand's leading agribusiness organisations and the governments. Sinlay, Rabobank, Fonterra, Ansco, Silverfern Farms and Ravensdown are the foundation partners, each investing tens of million dollars a year, matched dollar for dollar by the government. So far, four investments in tech and research have been made, with a focus on lowering methane. The most recent is $4.1 million into a US-based startup aiming to reduce methane while improving cow health. To date, $165 million has been committed through to 2026. The bold goal is to support farmers to reduce their emissions by 30% by 2030. Simon Limmer is Chief Executive of Silverfern Farms. Good morning. Can you hear me, Simon? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, good morning. Grant Watson is with us, Chief Executive of Sinlay. Hi, Grant. Um, Morena Catherine. And Chief Executive of AgriZero New Zealand is Wayne McNee. Good morning to you, Wayne. Morena Catherine. Simon, can we begin with you? Silverfern Farms, operating 14 processing plants around the country, selling premium lamb, beef and venison into 60 countries around the world, you tell us. What are your global customers telling you with... uh, relevance to our food producers? Oh, look, I think I think more and more we are hearing from our customers that um, their expectation from consumers is that the impact of, of food is important to them. They're, they're thinking about the nutritional uh, relevance of the food, they're thinking about the provenance of it, and they're thinking about the, the environmental impact it's having. So the more discerning customers that we're serving around the world, we're talking about markets in, in the US and in Europe in particular, but progressively in China, their expectations are quite clearly that they want to know how it's produced and what the impact is. So, you know, we're really well placed in New Zealand to respond to that, but we've got progress that we still have to make. The question many people will have is whether this is push or pull, whether there is global customer demand for change, and keep speaking to that if you wish, uh, or whether, again, this is a way of investing in technological hopes uh, at a time when the pricing of emissions uh, is, on, uh, is on the agenda for the primary sector. Which is it, Simon? Is it a bit of both? I think it is a bit of both, but primarily we're focused on what the market's expectations are. And the reason for that is quite simply that New Zealand needs to position itself at the at the top of the um, you know of the pyramid when it comes to food quality and food premiums. So we feel that there is a real opportunity for us to to take advantage of that and really connect with those consumers who are going to pay the premium for what we're doing here. And that is linked also to the environmental impact. We also know that there's a regulatory pressure and there's a social expectation that we're making progress in New Zealand as well. So those two things do align. The problem that we have is that the pace of change is really challenging for farmers and we need to put more tools in their hands to achieve it. So it really is, uh, you know, there is a pull from the market when we can premiumise uh, what we're achieving, which will incentivise farmers to keep making progress. There is also a push from a regulatory perspective, but the technology is critical. Grant Watson, you head up dairy business Sinlay. Dairy, of course, uh, one of the most uh, impacted, one of the most in zone for uh, a large proportion of our uh, emissions, methane emissions, of course, being so significant. So can you speak to this question? Is is it um, a push or a, or, or a pull factor here? 
Yeah, that's right, Catherine. Look, we as the dairy industry absolutely need to play our role in reducing greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, sustainability uh, uh, is in the DNA of Simle. It's in the DNA of dairy more generally. Uh, we're focused on the pull from the markets. Um, at, you know, we deal with a number of uh, multinational, cust- uh, multinational customers around the world. Um, uh, they've made commitments their consumers are expecting uh, improvements in terms of sustainability as their shareholders are as well. So uh, for us, it's about the pull. Uh, of course, uh, there's always an element of, of compliance and push, but that's not where our focus sits. You're a former executive at Fonterra. Fonterra, of course, the, the biggest player in this, uh, this sector. Um, uh, uh, you know, is the industry as a whole on board with the need to find a way to get these emissions down? Yeah, look, we're, we're delighted to be partnered up with Fonterra uh, in AgriZero NZ. Um, th- this is about uh, leadership dairy companies, uh, like-minded uh, agri-businesses pulling their resources. Um, and it's not just financial resources. Um, there's a lot of fantastic capabilities that sit across these organisations. So, um, you know, look, look at Fonterra, look at Sinlay, uh, we, we're working very, very closely together to, to help be a part of finding solutions to reduce greenhouse gases. What is on the table, uh, you know, and, and what progress being made? Because 20, 30, 30% by 2030 is a hell of a goal. Uh, I know there's a research happening, been long happening about methane inhibitors, various ways of trying to reduce the emissions. Feed is another way, exploring what seaweed feed might do, what seaweed additives might do. Can you overview where things are at and how they link up with this investment? Yeah, look, really, really early days for uh, Agri0NZ. But from what I can see, the opportunities uh, that Wayne and the team are looking at, uh, some of their um, initial investments are are all very, very encouraging. So whether it's uh, to do with um, uh, feed, whether it's to do with pasture, whether it's to do with... um, other opportunities that that exist, C- coming together and collectively um, investing makes a whole lot of sense for the industry. But it is early days, um, and, and uh, we're very, very encouraged by by the first few investments that have been made. Just speaking again and, and looking at the sector as a whole, I know your own results came in, you know, a few days back, and and you were noting what a tough and challenging environment was the China market dynamics. Are we still seeing an industry heavily weighted towards commodities? And again, can you speak to where the higher value returns may be, but that will be dependent on a premium product and being able to tell a story about emissions? Yes, certainly as a dairy industry, uh, and I think I speak on behalf of of agribusinesses, the more we move towards value-add, the better. Uh, as Simon mentioned, the provenance of New Zealand uh, is very, very strong. Uh, but it's critically important um, that we lift up our position even further. Uh, and, and sustainability is a, a part of lifting our position up. So um, premium products, great provenance, making sure that we're you know, balancing up the needs of profitability, uh, the needs of uh, looking after our people, but also the needs of looking after our planet as well. What is needed to support farmers in this picture? Uh, the important part there is is giving our farmers more options, more tools, so that they can play their role on farm, 
uh, in terms of uh, improving our position with the environment, but at the same time balancing up the needs of productivity and profitability at the same time. And so how has that been struck? How are the partners in this group working together on funding? Uh, look, I Wayne's probably better to talk to the mechanics, uh, but, but effectively each of the companies have contributed uh, money that um, funding uh, and resources uh, that, that make the whole uh, arrangement work well on balance, uh, in, in, in my opinion. So, um, uh, and, and there are various investment opportunities. Some, some will benefit more towards dairy, uh, others will benefit more towards other parts of, of agribusiness. But, um, but look, from our perspective, we think the contribution is proportionate, uh, both in terms of financial and people uh, people capabilities. Grant, if I can come back to you, um, thank you, Grant. If I come back to you, Simon Limmer, just for a moment, from the perspective of Silverfern Farms, um, meat sector rather than the, the, than dairy products, can you just explain the process you went through to determine what a fair contribution would be, and in, in return for what benefit, Simon? Oh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the drivers are the same for dairy and and for meat. I, in terms in terms of calculating, it's it's really difficult. The the size of the prize here is enormous. The impact of the sort of reductions that we're talking about in terms of the targets that we're setting. The only real tools that we have at the moment is livestock reduction. So that has a direct economic uh, impact on an annual basis of potentially upwards of about three billion dollars. Now we're talking about. 160 odd million dollars over four years. It's it's really small in the scheme of things, but the benefit that it could drive is really really significant. Our our contribution has been aligned with um, you know conversations that we've had with the other companies. At the end of the day, it's at our discretion as to what we think is affordable and what we think is reasonable. The more the merrier. Um, the more companies that we can have participating in this, this is not a question of competitive advantage for us. This is about New Zealand Inc. working together to solve a really significant issue. Simon, thank you, Simon Limmer. Let's bring in Wayne McNee now, who, uh, as I introduced earlier, is Chief Executive of AgriZero New Zealand. Uh, Wayne, thanks for your time. You're heading this new investment partnership. Can you tell us a little bit about how it's come together? Thanks, Catherine. Well, originally, the idea came out of the Sustainable Business Council. I was on the board there in a previous role and working with the, the, the executive director there, Mike Burrell, we, we took a proposal to the private sector companies involved here, who you've described earlier, to put together a, a proposal to government um, last year to invest in this new joint venture. So 165 million, half of that from the private sector, half of it from the Crown, investment over four years. And it was a great agreement between the private sector companies. Um, the government came to the party uh, and we put the organisation together on the 1st of February this year. And as has been said, we've made four investments so far. Talk us through those, please. Okay, well, the four so far, we've invested in a company called Ruminant Biotech, which is a New Zealand-based startup making a biodegradable methane inhibiting bolus for livestock. Um, we were supporting research that's already underway into methane inhibitors and vaccines, which is underway in New Zealand, uh, $2.5 million for that. We've co-invested with the Crown in a new methane measurement facility in Palmerston North at Massey, uh, $4 million for that. Uh, and also with a lead investor in a company called Hoofprint Biome, which is a US startup developing probiotics, um, $4.1 million into that. And we are looking at 
around the world for technologies that will work in a pastoral-based farming system because a lot of the investment that's happening internationally is more for high-input dairy and beef systems. And as you know, most of our animals eat grass, so we need different types of technologies, tools for farmers that they can use in New Zealand. At what stage is some of this research? Because that 2030 deadline is looming. Uh, And I know Ag Research and others have been looking at methane inhibitors, for example, for some years now. Um, Where are, what stage of development are they at and how quickly could they be at a point of use? Yeah, most of the technology is still in fairly early stage research and that's why our investment is important. If these companies were ready to go to market, they wouldn't need investment from us, but most of them are still in the earlier stages of development. But there is a very rapid increase in interest in this area at the moment. We're seeing investment coming from the Gates Foundation, from Jeff Bezos's Earth Fund, particularly into the methane vaccine area. Uh, so there's a big focus internationally on this now. There are some products that are closer to market. Um, as I said, more designed for high input systems where the animals feed all the time. So it is critical that the investments accelerate rapidly and there's a lot more research um, my view is that things like hoofprint biome that we've just invested in uh, and ruminant, well, hoofprint biome could be in the market within four to five years. So in time for 2030, but farmers will need a range of tools because farmers run different farming systems and they'll need different types of things for their animals. How does that work? Probiotics, we sort of think of yogurt and kimchi and stuff, don't we, um, in the human uh, diet. How, 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 what's its um, thesis with, with, with animals? What's it working towards? Yeah, what these products do is they impact on the methanogens that, that um, work in the rumen. So they make methane in the rumen when, as part of the byproduct of, of turning food into energy for cows uh, and for sheep and for deer. And so these work to reduce the impact of those. So less methane is produced in the rumen. Uh, and the benefit of the one that we've been investing in is that it would be a you know, once every day, maybe feed, maybe even less often than that. So that's kind of what you need in our New Zealand system. But yeah, most of these technologies are looking to impact those methanogens and reduce the amount of methane they produce. It is a waste product. Um, so in fact, it can improve the productivity of the animal at the same time. What's the regulatory process? What will it be to get these tools into the hands of primary producers when they are at point of coming to market? And that is part of our role as well. Aside from investment, we are working with New Zealand regulators to help them streamline the system of regulation, the EPA and MPI, but also to help explain to the companies that are developing these technologies what work they need to do to get approvals. So for some of the products, they need an EPA approval um, and some of them will, will, most of them will need a MPI approval. So they need to do research in New Zealand to prove the products are effective. Um, that hence the facility, the methane chamber facility. They also need to prove the products are safe and effective for the animals so that they don't impact on animal welfare. And ultimately that there's no residue that goes into meat products and dairy products. The government's uh, stated goal, I think, uh, is a 10% reduction in emissions by 2030. Can, can you just explain... Uh, again, does this uh, factor into any kind of um, pricing system proposed for the farming sector? Does it align with that? Does it do better than that? The ambition was set by the seven chief executives that are the shareholders. Uh, and I think you heard earlier the reasons for that. There are commitments from big international customers to reduce emissions fairly aggressively. 
um, we need to be contributing to that. So uh, aside from you know, regulation and, and taxation, the, the ambition is set to, to lead towards those international customer expectations. There will need to be some sort of incentives for farmers to uptake new technologies. Um, there will be a cost to them. So, you know, it is important that there is a in parallel regulatory process that considers that. But ultimately, I think, you know, this is customer-led and, and that's certainly been our focus. Thank you, Wayne. Just a quick question back to Simon and Grant, each of you. Um, look, many farmers doing it really tough. We've seen another groundswell um, campaign just in the last days and um, farmers making it clear they feel uh, burdened, um, many of them, by, by regulations and by the pace of change. What sort of communication are you having with your farmers, your primary producers? What sort of mood are they in about this investment and these kind of innovations? Do you want to go first, Simon? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Catherine. So, look, I mean, it is challenging times. Farmers are really facing a downturn in the market. They've got inflationary pressure. They've got interest rates coming at them. And then they've got regulatory demands and uncertainty. Uh, which, you know, really, really leaves them in a, in a quite challenging position. I think the benefit of this is it actually gives them direction. It gives them, um, you know, a sense that, that work is being done and there will be tools in their hands going forward. So really important that we make progress. The markets will reward them for, for what they are doing, um, but we need to give them options and we need to put tools in their hands. So, it, you know, it, it's providing a sense of direction, which I think is so important. And Grant, from you? Yeah, look, a large majority of our farmers are on our own sustainability program, which is Lead With Pride. So we effectively incentivize our farmers for leadership behaviours on farm. But I think what this does is it takes it to another level, which is we can provide additional tools uh, for them to manage greenhouse gas emissions on farm. Uh, let's see where things go with uh, the likes of here, Waka Ekanoa, but anything we can do to enable them uh, to improve their position on the farm, I think will be very well received. Uh, the balance here, as we know, is cost of compliance versus benefits to our farmers. They need to balance environment. They need to balance balance profitability, uh, and they need to uh, balance productivity. So um, th th there's a real balancing act uh, here, and I think um, Agri Zero NZ uh, will play a fantastic role in, in helping to improve. Uh, to improve outcomes on farm for them. Thank you. That is Grant Watson, Chief Executive of Sinlay. Uh, thanks also to Simon Limmer, Chief Executive of Silverfern Farms, and the Chief Executive of AgriZero New Zealand, Wayne McNee. Those two companies among the foundation members, along with Rabobank, Fonterra, Ansco and Ravensdown, of this initiative.